This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Those damn trolls. <laughs> BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Sean, S-H-A-U-N. That's better, H-E-L-P. And join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Special offer for true crime listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com. Betterhelp.com forward slash Sean, S-H-A-U-N. Please check out the link in our description box. Welcome. We are back with chat and this is part five. If you've not seen Chet's playlist on the channel, one of our most popular guests, he was the most watched of all the people who sent over to Lad Bible. He was the most watched in the first month. It's only been up months now, and I think it's got what four, five, four point six million, four point six million wow. views within months. So massive interest in Chet right now. My friend Patrick of Valuetainment recently did a deep dive into Chet's psychology, if you want to watch that on the Valuetainment channel. And we'll have the links down below the video if you want to follow Chet on his Facebook and his Instagram and everything else. We urge you to go down and check out some sexy pics of him flexing his muscles. <laughs> yes. Co-hosting as usual is Jen. Thank you. Jen's runs... <laughs> Boomer and Gem, which is an organic cotton clothing company. Trailer will be at the end of this video. And you can also go and support Gem on her Instagram links or her website, which is in the description box below the video. So we've, all, we've done many a war story with Chet. I'm sure some will come up in the general conversation right now. But we're going to try and get deeper into Chet's psychology because I am publishing his book, Gadfly press i've been reading it and there's a lot he's left out <laughs> on the previous podcast 
And I have more of an understanding now of what made Chet Sand do. So we're going to try and go now. All right, so a huge thank you for coming down, Chet. Yeah, thank and, um, you. Yes, yes, yes. Had an absolute riot, <laughs> had an absolute riot with G Rilla and Shake last night. Yes, yes, that was a that that was good good fun that one, wasn't it? That's yes. why I've got the shades on. <laughs> <laughs> Recovery. Hide. <laughs> and I, I sent that picture to my mum. Of us all holding right. Jen and you're what just you like, you must say who's like, that? The Wu Tang Clan holding her up. <laughs> 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 One was like, love it, Jen's a star. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was an excellent shot. That you carried that yeah. off excellent with panache, shot. didn't you? Yeah. Pizzazz. Pizzazz. <laughs> so. We like to start off just throwing you straight in it, Chet. I know you always do, yeah. I know, I'm expecting it anyway. Go on. Who is Chet Sandy? Oh, hey, listen, who is it? Go, going back to your formative years, you encountered a lot of racism, didn't you? But, yeah. but all right, where did you grow up then in the UK? Hitchin, Hertfordshire. Hitchin, Hertfordshire? Yeah, Hitchin. Uh, I was born there, blah, 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 and... What was happening was I didn't even know any English yet until I was three. Punjabi was the only language spoken in our house. I didn't go to school or nothing, so I didn't even know any English. A stutter I have, which I still have now, but then it was really, really bad. I could hardly, like, get my name out, you know. It was like uh, a proper, I was proper fucked up. Uh, we had no clothes. My parents came from India, immigrants, um, but they were like, asked to come here. So to work, but they had to live with my uncles and they had to give their wages to them and they were given £5 a week to spending money. So they saved this to put down on a house in Hertfordshire, yeah? So we bought this, we sold that house uh, in 71 for £1,000. Wow. It's worth over a quarter of a mil now, easily more, yeah? We sold it for a grand. It's mad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and then we moved there to Stevenage, Letchworth, and then moved up to Huddersfield. That's where that's where I went to schooling. So you went to school in Huddersfield. Yes. And what age was that? That was when I was about four. Four. Okay. And then I couldn't really speak English then either. Uh, my stutter was bad. Second-hand clothing. We had to live with our uncle. And um, I went to school, but they had to put me in backward school because they said he doesn't even know English and he can't even speak. And plus, I was the only brown face in the class, so I just got like, douche, there you go. And But in the backward class, I liked it in there because they were all a bit, they're all a bit, bit like me, you know? <laughs> I didn't mind it in there. You yeah. know, yeah, well, yeah, because we're all stuck there for a reason, aren't we? Because nobody wants us, yeah? So, I did, I, we were all all right in there. <laughs> so, you said you came, um, your parents came over for work. Yeah. What work were they involved in? Right, working. Uh, my mum used to work in a cotton mill, cotton factory. Um, Was it organic? <laughs> she, no, not organic, man. It fucked her up, really. She has a claim on this one, yeah? Because she used to come home and blow her nose and all that used to come out was like threads, you know? Wow. 
thread, just loads of like black, red, whatever they were making at the time. They weren't giving any masks or nothing like that, yeah? And, they, and I'm sure there's a claim on this one as well. John Crowther's, that's where she used to work at Huddersfield, and she worked there for years, yeah? And they all had the same problem. That's when the Yorkshire Ripper was out and about. What, at that time? Yes, at that time, and that's when he was doing it in that area, and my mum was scared to walk home from there to there, so me and my brother used to walk down what took uh, about an hour and a half to pick up our mum and walk her back because the Yorkshire Ripper was, he was like rampant in that area, wasn't he? Peter Sutcliffe, we've done yeah. quite a bit on him on the channel. Yeah. We actually interviewed yeah. the son of the first victim of the Yorkshire Ripper on the channel. Right. Really emotional podcast, that one, if people want to watch it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really sad. Because he was heavy, man. Yeah. He How many heavy people did he, he kill? Do you know? Terrified the whole area, pun. Do you know how many people he actually killed? 15, he got nicked for, wasn't it, or something? Yeah. 12, 13 to 15. Mm. But I'm sure he did a lot more. They, they actually... He attempted um, a lot more prostitutes, as prostitutes he was on. They pulled in Jimmy Savile for that. They questioned him. Really? He was a suspect. And then Savile later on was friends with Sutcliffe in Broadmoor. Oh, of course they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> friends with it. Oh, friends with Peter Go on. So the racism then, was, was your, your mum experiencing racism? Um, right. Huddersfield times, them times, yeah, there was like a mixed thing there. Uh, there weren't many Asians there. A few Sikhs, m Muslims more. Um... But when we used to go into the towns, into the town, Asians don't go because then back in the seventies, um, skinheads were like rife. Yeah, they had the big boots on the punk rock and all that. Stuff, well, punk rock, punk rock, a mod, but the skins were like um, the skins were there as well. You know, yeah. with the braces. And the polo shirts and the foot and this and that. Yeah. And they used to walk around in uh, gangs just to intimidate. Ching mm. was like a daily was like a was like a night out for them. Pea bashing was, was like um that was like a night out. Um the police weren't really interested in it neither. They said it's all right, it's only lads, lads, lads having a bit, bit of fun. Mm. Really? Yes. Lads having a bit of fun. Lads having a bit of fun. That's how it was considered because they just walk around the streets you can't if that happened now you get nicked you know if you walk around in that manner yeah. big boots skinheads this that we're looking for asians uh, or blacks you're gonna get nicked then no yeah it's fine boys yeah, <laughs> yeah. your turn <laughs> <laughs> do, you want, do you want me to do three and then you right. do one but then this, this, this is it this is it yeah you know, okay from Huddersfield, from Huddersfield, yeah, my schooling there was, like, uh, not good, okay? Um, I was only interested in art. You know, I used to, like, draw and paint, and I was excellent at it, yeah? And that was my only interest, really. Uh, academically, in mathematics, physics, chemistry, I got ungraders and shit like that. I got nothings. Um, but my brother, he got AAAs. He was in the uh, newspaper for getting... The only pupil to get, I think it was 11 A's. 
So were you the black sheep, would you say? I was, yes, because I was only into art and into theft at the time. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first theft? <laughs> theft, I just used to steal to feed myself, really, because right. we really had no money. So what would you do? You'd go into the shop? In the shop and to steal food, um, food, uh, pop, crisps, sweets. What was your food of choice? Food of choice was... Uh, Sweets I would like to steal, yeah. Penguin biscuits. <laughs> Wagon wheels. I remember them. Lion bars. No. <laughs> no, no. They weren't even around back then. Back then. <laughs> Mars bars. Mars bars. I used to nick, yes. Sweets I like, though. Like little packs of sweets, yeah. Like little... Stuff that's, stuff that's going to last. Stuff that's going to last me. Stuff that's going to last me. It's all coming back. Two ounces of pear drop, two ounces of strawberry bonbons, whisper, ounces, whisper yeah. bar, Yorkie bar. But did you... I used to always put, like, you know, in a penny suite, so I always put a couple more in, and so it was a quid. Oh, see, our shopkeepers did it themselves, and oh, they were behind oh, the oh, counter. They have the skills, man. Sorry, I'd run, I'd run back it's like them. buying drugs. It's like buying drugs. They've got the skills, haven't yeah, 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 yeah. they? <laughs> and they drop... One more in. No, it's over. They take it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd run back to the school and sell them in singles for twice the price. How much did you make? Like I doubled it, and I'd, I'd get like I'd like get dinner coupons from kids for sweets, and I'd use that to get my dinner, and I'd have loads of money left over. So you've always been the robot entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I think it's a thing that you're born with. Yeah. So you were going in the shops. You were stealing food to begin with. Right, stealing, yes, yeah, theft, theft, theft. Um, have you ever stolen a car? A car, no. no. Blown up cars, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I never stolen one. <laughs> That's coming later, that story. <laughs> uh, right, and then uh, from Huddersfield, we moved up. My schooling, anyway. My schooling, I wasn't academically good. My brother, he was five years older than me, he was clever, and he was gay, my brother, which back then is like, uh, it was like really hard work, right, really hard work. Was he quite open about it? No, 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 you had to hide it, man, you've got to hide it, you know. you got P-bashing and G-bashing. Yes, both, both. Yeah. Uh, there were both angles coming in, and plus I couldn't even speak myself. A stutter. It was all just just hard hardship, yeah. I mean, oh, you know what the fuck, yeah. And my brother, though, he got out seventeen. He went to Manchester University. Had to go, had to go because uh, he knew himself. You know, I have to make my move here because I can't stay here any longer the way I am. And he would get well. It's yeah. it's all gonna come on top here because my mom, my mom, even until about. Ten years ago, didn't even know that gays existed. Check that one out. Didn't even know that, like, men and men have sex. Wow. Didn't even know it. Didn't even know it. So My mum. So you were shielding her. Well, everybody was, yes. Everybody was. Mm. Yeah. How did it feel for you, then, to lose your brother from the household? For me, it was a good thing, because I just used to get loads of fucking shit for it. Uh, your brother's gay, blah, blah, blah. I was only 11. How did they know he was gay? Because 
sometimes you, it was just like the way you used to walk sometimes. Uh, sometimes you can't hold it back. It's a certain movement that they make or do or that. Uh, and then people just get it, yeah? The people just get it and then they think a little bit about it and then they're like, right, he is like that. And then the rumours start. But the rumours but the rumors start for a reason, you know? There's no smoke without fire. Uh, so we talked through your school days. Uh, well, did you actually like get beat up in school because of your race? Beat up in school? I used to get the piss taken at me and shit like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, your brother's fucking gay, blah, 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 this, that. And for... And it was just hard work on my part. And Did you just take take it at that point? You weren't yes, like... so I just took it all because I wasn't strong. I was, uh, I'm born August the 31st, what makes me the youngest in the class. Mm. So I, I was like a year behind. So there's people who are a year older than me, really. And plus I was small for my age and I was like backward a little bit. It's almost like animals, yeah. isn't it? The, the last one who comes out of the, you know, the, the baby, runt. the runt. The runt. I was the runt, yeah. You know, yeah, the runt, the one that can, that's not really all there. How are you internalising the racism and the bullying at this age? How are you dealing with it psychologically? Right then, yeah, it was... Uh, we used to go in town with the skinheads. My mum, she used to get intimidated. My dad... He used to get intimidated because um, back then Asians were not a force. How many of you were living in your house growing up? About nine, ten people. Nine or ten people? Three bedrooms. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your bedroom like? Well, there was three of us on it. We were on the floor in this or that. I can't even remember. Uh, the bath, we all used to get washed once, once a week. From... Fridays, mm. you only get washed once a week and you go to school every day and you never get washed. But that was like, everybody was the same then. Yeah. They all just used to get just washed once a week. So you weren't the smelly kid. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a tin bath. Tin bath and my ma used to fill that up and then we used to have to sh share the same water. How many Were siblings? First? Huh? How many siblings? I uh, got a brother and one sister, and but my ma said I was really bad. I used to love making fires and stuff like that. Um, she had to t take care of us, and she goes, my sister was cool to walk around the house. She's exactly a year younger than me, and um, but she goes, me, she used to have to like tie me my leg to the table leg because we had an open. Fire, and I used to put things in the fire. I used to pick things up and put everything in the fire. Yeah, and I used to throw things in the fire. Wow. So she goes, if I had to go and cook, I had to tie you to the table leg. Yeah, and then boom, I can't escape. Like a little dog. Like a little dog. I know, but it's better than setting fire in the house. Because <laughs> that was what I was into. What, what was your dad's profession at that time? Uh, he was working in a foundry, plastics, um, a plastics company. Night shifts used to do a lot. What was your relationship with him like? Um, with my old man, oh, it was a bit rough, you know. Uh, 
my old man's like, a, they're like, um, they've come f from India with their ethics, how they've been brought up and they think, okay, we're going to bring our kids up how we are, right? But no, you can't do that. It's England here, you know? You're mixing with a whole lot of, it's a whole different ball game here, baby, yeah? But they're trying to make it, it's India again. That's why we never spoke English in the house. All the food was Indian food. And he was strict. And he said, uh, I'm not allowed to look at girls. I'm not allowed to do this. I'm not allowed to go out. I'm, like, strict, strict. strict. So when was your first interaction with girls? What age? 21. Wow. It was the first time I kissed a girl. Wow. And I married the girl as well. Yeah. That was my wife, yeah. First wife. So 21 years old. Yeah. There was boys in school, they were like 14, 15, and they were having sex and that, yeah? And I was saying, what? What's that? <laughs> what <are they> <laughs> I mean, what is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I used to hear the stories, I went, I don't think they're telling the truth. But, but, but they obviously were, <laughs> right? <laughs> I just, I was just oblivious to it all. Wow. And then my old man... He so did you do sex education in school? No, 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 oh. that's not allowed. So you had to miss out these classes? Yeah. So you had no idea? I had no idea. The first time I knew, yeah, I watched uh, Dallas, right? Uh, Victoria Principal. Remember her? Dallas and Dynasty. Dallas. Remember? The soap Dallas, yes. I thought you were going to say Debbie Does Dallas. Then. No, not <laughs> Debbie Does Dallas. I've seen that one as well, yeah. But uh, Victoria yeah. Principal, you remember yeah. her? Yeah. I fancied her as a child, right? Yeah. Okay. Is that your first wet dream? That was that was that was my first wet dream, and I didn't even know I could wank until then, because nobody even told me about it. Yeah. Nobody even told me that if you do that, yeah, yeah. this happens. No. So it just it just <laughs> happened on this night, yeah. And it was like, wow, what the fuck? Yeah. By just rubbing on the bed sheets. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought, this is amazing. <laughs> I went, now I know what it's about. And I thought, wow. Yeah. Uh, but for, at first I thought, well, who, who needs a girl? This is good enough. <laughs> you didn't have any porn mags. You didn't watch any no, porn. porn mags. I used to have to steal them. <laughs> Along with your sweets. <laughs> like the sweets. Like the sweets, because I can't afford them, yeah? You have to just, like, <laughs> wait till they're not looking and then just get it and then just fucking walk out the show with it. <laughs> so you said then... The ethical system of India was brought to your household, which differed from the ethical system of the UK. Uh -huh. How did it differ? You've, you've described some of the things, but could you give a bit more how it differed? Like, Different entirely. Um, is, is like a, arranged marriages, is that a thing? Yes, arranged marriages, yes. That's what they expect of me, my brother, my sister. Um, we can't go out. Um, Television, if you're watching a program, if there's a couple that kiss, my dad would turn it over. No. Yes, that's not allowed. Wow. No dirty den then. Zero, <laughs> man. Even if they kissed, he would turn it over. Yeah. Just a kiss? Yes. That's mad. Turn it over. Because I used to get awkward when sex would come on the TV. Well, sex, my mum there, I'd feel really. When you, yeah, yeah, but. Like now, now if you watch Emmerdale, it's like, oh, gay, lesbian. Uh, I know it's all cool, right? 
But back then, if that was shown, my old man and my mum, they would never put the telly on. It would not be on in the house. They were just getting thrown out. Yeah. They would throw it clean out. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> it, it sounds like they're really in charge of structuring your life. Yeah. So imagine they had hopes for you in a particular profession. No. Uh, <laughs> my brother, he was intelligent. My sister, mediocre. Me, my dad just thought, right, you're just going to be like a worker. So um, we got a shop. We got a shop up the northeast, and he says, right, just work, innit? What sort of shop? Sorry? It was off licence. Oh, right. So you could steal the booze? 1984, no, <laughs> 1984, 1984. Uh, yeah, up there we were the first brown faces in the area, they've never seen it, people used to come into our shop, yeah, kids and that, is there. in the queue and kids would go, mum, what's that? And she'll go, it's a, and the queue will laugh, right? And there's me stood there, 15 years old and I'm like, Scared the fuck out of all these people. Uh, and I'm, they're laughing and I'm getting abuse. And then my old man as well, he didn't make it any better. Why? Because uh, there was times like um, bars then used to close at... Right, there was an opening time then, yeah? Um, they used to shut at, tw at two or three and then open again up at five. That was like a law, wasn't it, yeah? Where they had to close. They open from 11 till 2 and then they have to close. Back then, we had two bars on either side, yeah? Social club and this other boozer. And when the bars used to shut, all the geezers are pissed and they'll pile into the shop for drink and pies and food and this and they just used to like steal and just do what the fuck they wanted, right? And my dad was like there, there at a time, but he couldn't handle it because it was the amount of men that were just came in. He couldn't he couldn't handle it. Uh so I was on the till and I took all the shit off him. Uh spitting on me, calling me a key one put a bottle of vodka down his pants and I went, What about the vodka you know, in your pants, he went, uh, I'll come over there around your till and jump over your black head. Have you got anything more to say to me? And I was only a kid, and he's 30 odd year old, yeah? And the rest of the queue, we're, we're okay with that, it's fine. You're spot on, you get called a you black bastard. If you phone the police, they say that's not an offence. They have done nothing wrong. So this is how it was, you know? Uh, and this is what made me into an angry motherfucker. Yeah, this, is... <laughs> this is why I'm still fucking angry at times. <laughs> <laughs> and this is great because people have seen, you've all seen Chet's war stories and, you know, how he was in the Spanish prison in the Supermax and the crazy stuff he's done. But it's very important to understand everything that led to that. Because yeah. then the public, they get even more on your side because they can see... The hardships. Getting shit, 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 yeah, for years, years, years. Mm. Off everybody. Mm. Off my old man even, yeah. Off my mates, even even my mates, yeah, because my brother was gay. Even they would take the piss. Funny way, but it still hurt, mm. right? Uh, it was just like that, that, that. My mum was cool, my sister, non-existent really. Uh, 
non-existent. She'd never got involved in nothing. I used to take care of her shit sometimes. And it was just all bollocks. And then when I was in that fucking shop in the 80s up there in the north, that was the point, yeah, where you're just taking it daily. And, like, I just fucking, I was at a point where I fucking hate it here. You know, this is the worst thing in the fucking world. I wanted to go to art college. That's what I said to my old man. I said, I only, just I'm good at art. Teacher said, yes, he will go there and he will be, be good. And he said, no, I want to make money. So he stuck me on a fucking till up there. And when all these guys were coming in, yeah, being this, my dad, he was there for the first two or three weeks. And then he chose to take that afternoon off. So he used to leave me alone with them all. So he wasn't even there. So I was left there with staff, uh, but they knew all these guys anyway. And they're all interlinked. You know how they are. Uh, so I just took it on my own for fucking years, man. Years and years and years. I was just taking it, taking it daily, daily, daily. I went, okay. I would like even cash, yeah? I would like uh, put my hand out for for the money and they would throw the money on the counter. But I would put the change in your hand, right? Differences like that, yeah? Where they said, I ain't going to touch your black hand. And they say that to your face. But that was okay back then. All this is fine, you know? It's not illegal. It's like throwing the money on the counter. Pick it up, Patty. And they used to come in, no smoking, no dogs, but they used to walk in with fags and dogs and everything. Uh, just do what they wanted. Because they said, you lot are only here because we're letting you stay here. That's what, yeah, that's what they used to say to me. And I was taking all this in. I went, okay, baby, okay. But you know all these fucking people that said this shit to me, yeah? They all got fucking knocked out anyway in the end. Did you get jumped at some point? Jumped? Yes. In the shop. What What was the story there? The story was just, uh, this, there was this one guy who was just a fucking idiot. Tormented us. Uh, tormented the, uh, he just used to come and steal. Blood. Blatantly, when we caught him, um, he wouldn't stand. He would run and then just go and smash the windows of a van of a car. Uh, just smash, try and screw the shop. He was just a fucking nightmare. And then he walked in with these two others. I was 20 at the time, I think. And um, my dad was there, my mum and my sister. And they just came in, walked around. They're all barred, uh, non you know, it's in that little squirrel there. <laughs> Notorious, yeah, it's cool, that squirrel. They were all bad, yeah? And uh, my daddy told them to leave. And so they attacked my dad, and then we all had a fucking fight. And then they... But there was three of them on my old man. My mum was in a till, and I picked up a spade. I went and hit one with a spade, and then they went out of the shop. And my dad was fucked up. Uh, he got a proper lick in, because he's not a... Fighter, it's probably the first fight he had in his life, I think. And he just got attacked on it. And uh, but then after that, I thought, right, okay, man. That was the last straw. Well, yes, has to be. You see your dad get hit like that. Yeah, that's got to be root. Then I wanted to kill him. I used to like drive my van in the daytime, uh, hoping I would see one of them on the fucking road, and I'll run you over. I would just take you clean out because then 
no cameras or anything, and I would just say, oh, fucking, I just seen the dog, and I just, <laughs> I made a manoeuvre. <laughs> Jail I go, I couldn't give a fuck. I just wanted these people dead. That's how much I hated them. That's torment I got off them. And now they're like fucking away, man. They're terrified now. Did the shop ever get robbed? Yes. Tried to, yeah. Uh, through the roof, like through the, the back. Uh, not robbed in the daytime, no. No. Not in the day. Nighttime, yes. Breaking in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daytime, not. Daytime, uh, there's a story once. It's a bad it is, yeah. There's this geezer. This is what um, started to turn me. Okay, I was still in the shop, but now I was like uh, older. I was 23 now, training. Steroids I was taking, I was like, boom, getting big. I was like doing it. One geezer, he walked in. Uh, he came in for um, a packet of fags. And then back then, you get 10 pence off. 10 pence off on your next purchase, right? But he was pissed. My mum was on the till. I was at the back on the meat counter because I used to be the butcher. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I seen it at the front, right? And um, he said, 10 pence off. He said, I want that off now. My mum said, no, it's off your next purchase. He was going, you're fucking robbing. I went, and I just heard that. I went, what? And I just walked down. I went, oi. And he went, what? Yeah. And I just got a hold of him, and I opened the door, but the door, by the time I got a hold of him, I went to throw him out, but the door closed. We had, like, a window with a wire mesh, you know, with the wire mesh, yeah? And I just put his head straight through the fucking window. And the wire mesh was broke as well. So it wasn't that fucking strong. I was going to make a complaint to the company about this one, right? And all his scalp was stuck in his wire mesh. So I pulled him out. All this over, 10 pence this mind, right? And then I opened the door, flung the cunt out. Flung him out. My mum goes, what the fuck? I went, listen, you shouldn't speak to you like that, yeah? And he went, all right. And anyway, I was expecting the feds, but the feds... Never came, and then he come back the next day, and then he apologised. He went, okay, okay, I know it's you, yeah, chat, I apologise, I'm sorry. And his head was all... <laughs> so by then you were well-known? <laughs> well, not well-known well then for... If you steal, uh, you know, if you come in our shop, call me up. I'll take you in the back of Nikita. Uh, you either, I either call the feds, or you go in the back of the shop, and I'll let the dog and me loose on you and some people took that option to go in the back of the shop with my Akita and me and I would just let my dog and my dog would just rip him apart how big was his dog? J uh, he was an American Akita no. my dad's got one my stepdad yeah. she her name's Carly she is a unit holy shit yeah and if you go too close to my dad they get a bit funny well, um, yeah. they are bite force is quite good yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what inspired you to start working out? All the hate. Yeah. Had to make a move. Because I thought I can't live like this. But did you like did you like join a gym or did you get weights delivered? Well um I just well I I used to just train at home at first in the shop, not. Once I left the shop, um I got my own shop. Clothes shop. 
in Newcastle and then that's where I trained and trained. But then I used to, used to do, do that in the day and then work at my mum and dad shop on the night. So you had a clothes shop, you said? Clothes shop, yes. Okay. High fashion. I was the first one to sell Westwood uh, in Newcastle. Yeah. Viv, I know her. Personally, Joe Casely Hayford. Destroy, Nick Coleman. Labels what I've never been seen in Newcastle before. But I think it was ahead of the time. Because this was uh, the early 90s, I think 1991. I was 21 then. That's when I made my moves. That's when I thought, okay, I need to get, get away f from this shop, yeah? From this bullshit, from the racist, from all this bollocks, and to move on to something more. So I tried clothes shops, so I explained this to my mum and dad, and uh, I said, listen, I've worked for you guys for fuck, how many years? 15 to 21, every day of my life. I've never been allowed out. What's that worth? Right? A clothes shop. 40 grand I wanted, yeah? And he goes, okay. I went, right, to start off the shop. So he gave me that, him and my dad and my mum, and then, I, and then I started that. But that, uh, my ideas, yeah, were ahead of the time for Newcastle. Um, yes, high fashion, men's, ladies wear, Moschino, Westward. It was like... What was the one I remember? Work. Von Dutch that was really popular in the 90s. Von I think it was... Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. But that was a bit cheap. Mine was really expensive, yeah? Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and, but the only guys who had this money were guys who were gay because they have that extra expenditure, don't they? Because they don't have kids, they don't have a wife, they don't have, you know? And they're quite intelligent, so it was a lot of uh, gay guys coming, spending money, blah, blah, blah. I went, right, okay, cool. And so I got in some other labels and then I worked with... Uh, firms from the West End, what you just used to, like, uh, back then in the 90s, you could get a bag, get a card, and then you just run that card. And you'd run that card, you know? And you smash the card through. Run it through for thousands, uh, a grand, this and that. So I used to work with them, and that's what kept the shop rolling. Not the actual clothes I was selling. Because on the last day of it, yeah? On the last day... I had to make a move because they said the police were watching my shop from across the road. Because they said, why are all these gangsters coming into your shop for? <laughs> yeah? Because I thought I was doing drugs and that, you know, and I got told that you, you, you're, you're getting watched. I went, right, fuck. So on the last day, I had items or oh, one-offs I used to buy at Viv, yeah? Like um, bu bustiers and stuff like that. Bustiers. One thing, um, but I just used to buy one. So there's only one person that owns that in Newcastle. Anyway, I had loads of this fucking shit. And in the end, they all got sold for a fiver. Oh. I put a sign in the window, everything, five pound. There was 200 pound, 300 pound pieces that went for a fiver. Why? Because I just want the money in. I want it out. So he, I was, it he out. was putting more on credit cards than... So I bumped off all the people I bought off, which was bad, as, which was bad. That's the only bad thing I've done in my life. Right. Do you regret it? Yes, I do. Good. I shouldn't have bumped them off.
But that's the only bad. They're the only innocent people I've hurt in my life. Yeah. You live, you learn. All, 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 all the rest. I don't give a fuck about. They're all bad anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Here is a word from our sponsor, Nutrafol. Control isn't given; it's taken. Take charge of your hair growth and make the next few months your time to grow thicker, fuller, healthier hair. Does it work? Yes. In clinical studies, Nutrafol saw thicker, stronger hair growth with less shedding in three to six months. Does it work? Yes. In clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after six months. Whether you're experiencing thinning or not, you deserve hair as strong as you are. Nutrafol can help you achieve your best hair growth naturally. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and using promo code SEAN, S-H-A-U-N, to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer available anywhere and it's only available to US customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code Sean, S-H-A-U-N for her as strong as you are. It's not just genetics. Many factors that you can control play a role in her growth like stress and hormones. Nutrafol targets multiple root causes of thinning her at once. Nutrafol is formulated specifically for the needs of your age and biology. But them ones, it's, it's, you know, it's still there. I shouldn't have done that. But I had to do that because the shop was going down and I was in a bit of debt. So I did that and I bought a Mercedes and I bought a house. Out of all the money I made, because I didn't pay anybody back. I established you. So where was the house? Yes. Washington, where I, where I live now. Right, okay. The same area with my wife and my kids back then. But she left me uh, when I went to jail in Spain. Gotcha. So going back then to the shop, how did it feel to be like running your own business for the first time away from your family? Oh, yeah, excellent. <laughs> excellent. It was like... Uh, I didn't realise I was a, like a nice-looking kid, right? I, I, I didn't even know because nobody even used to look at me or this or that. And there I was getting girls like, they just just go downstairs because that's where the girls thing was, yeah? And they go, okay, can I try this, this, this one? I went, yeah, yeah, sure. Changing rooms are over there. And they go, it don't matter. They just strip off in front of me. <laughs> and I'm not lying to you. And I didn't know what to do here. <laughs> I was just like, all right. <laughs> so you were quite the Casanova then? I know. I didn't make no moves of it. Naive. I didn't have a clue. I didn't have a clue. Didn't have a clue. Didn't have a clue. I didn't have a clue that they were like saying, take me. <laughs> but I was saying, no, no, I think you, you, you need the larger size of this. <laughs> I was just trying to sell. I was just trying to sell, yeah. I wasn't interested in the sex bit. <laughs> what what um what celebrities inspired you back then? Like, did you watch like Stallone movies, Dolph Lundgren, Schwarzenegger? What movies? <coughs> films, 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 yeah, uh, films. 
as a teenager, late, late dodgy 20s. Mad Max. Mad Max. Yeah, the first one. The Warriors. Come out to play. The Warriors. <laughs> Them ones, yeah. Yeah, the one, Wanderers. The Wanderers, yes. Yeah. The Warriors a lot better, though. Yeah, that was yeah, a lot yeah. better filmed. Yeah. A lot better filmed. The Wanderers was one. Mad Max. Mad Max, I love Mad Max. Uh, and then there was all the horror films, weren't there? Oh. Yeah. I Spit on Your Grave and all that. Oh, yeah, I Spit on Your Grave. Have yeah. they redone that yet? What? I Spit on Your Grave. Have we what? Have they redone it? I don't think so. Uh, yes, yes. Oh, yes, did they? Yes, yes. Did they? Yes. There is, a, there is a re re remake of that, yeah. What about Deliverance? Deliverance and another one. Yeah. That was a classic, wasn't it? Rocky, of course. Yeah, of course. Rocky, of course. That's like the inspiration to fight. Yeah, yeah. versus um, yeah. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. And Mr. T, was it? Mr. T. Yeah, yeah. Club Lang. <laughs> Club Lang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about music? What music were we into back then? Back then? It was Top of the Pops, wasn't no, it? No, yes, oh, Top of the Pops. The music I was into was uh, The Smiths. I love the Smiths. My, my dad's, that's my dad's favourite, is the Smiths. There is a light that will never go out. That is perfect. Is it? It's oh, my dad's, favorite. yeah. Yeah, I yeah. love the Smiths. Yeah. The Smiths, yeah. yeah. double decker bus should run over us. To die by your <laughs> side. <laughs> Such a heavenly way to die. Anyway. Yeah, excellent, the Smiths. I remember Morrissey on top of the pops, he had like a, a tree branch up. Out the back of his trousers, doing the Morrissey dance. Well, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the Pops was excellent back then. They just took the piss out of everything. All, all the family would just sit around and wait for Top of the Pops. It was all just minds of fuck, but yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the best ones were like status quo. They're supposed to be singing. They're supposed to be singing, but then they just go and they just have a conversation while they're doing this. <laughs> Why it's still going and they just make out, yeah, it's mimed because we're having a combo and the music's still going. <laughs> Did you ever watch um, The Hitman and Her? Yes. That was filmed at Mr. Smith, some of that, in Warrington. Right. Yeah. They used to go up to the Mall as well. Yeah. Stockton, that was rough. Mm. That was rough up there. Um, the early days, that was when I first... When I first like was out, what would what uh, was the name of the club you went to? Was it a big one? Like your favourite club in the area back then? Macmillan's in Yarm. Right. Right. That was where they played um, R and B music. It was my friends from where I, where I went to school. They told me that they'd drive all the way up there. Um, that was in, in Eaglescliff. It's about half an hour away. From where I am, and they used to go there, and they go. It's just like R and B, but it's just full of white girls who want brown or black dick. I went really. I went okay, perfect scenario, <laughs> and that's where I met my first wife. <laughs> <laughs> Were you a dancer? Not then. Not then. I was far too shy. Was she wallflower? Far in the too corner. shy. Oh, no, far too shy. I didn't have a clue, did I? Didn't have a clue. So what would you do if you went in a club then? Just well, I would just like sort of stand with my mates and just like, I never drank until I was 23. Wow. Never took drugs until I was 25. Yeah. So I started late on everything. Was it the drugs that got you dancing? 
Probably, yes. Same, same, yeah? Yes, Ecstasy. yes, yeah. yes. The first time I've... The first time I had one. Wow, wow. I can't imagine you dancing. <laughs> There's we... a video of it on my channel. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Are you good? Fresh out of prison. You'll have to watch it and make your own conclusion. <laughs> Was it Big Fish, Little Fish, Carbon Box? I do a foot grab. I'm literally hopping and doing a foot grab. What like? What do you mean? Like... <laughs> we'll have to show you after this. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what tunes got you dancing, chap? What tunes back then? It was house, yeah. wasn't it? What, oh, year, what year are we talking, then? We're talking... We're still in the 80s here. 89, 90, yeah, around yeah, yeah. then. House music started. So it was house music. Uh, house music started, and I thought, what the fuck is this? It was like new... It was uh, Farley... Jackmaster Funk, yeah, yeah. Frankie Fingers, yeah. um, Marshall Jefferson, the original house guys, yeah? Right on yeah. Right on yeah, no, 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 no. What was that later? No, it was... Um, with the needle. Move your body. That move your body, boom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Move yeah, your yeah. body, boom. Move your body, But that's all he said in the whole fucking song, but it was fucking... But yeah, it was like yeah. somebody else, like, what is and this? And Moby as well. Was big, wasn't he? he go, on. go. Later on, he yeah, came though. Yeah, yeah. But the original guys, yeah. Back then, it was like, wow, what is this music? And it was just like, boom! It just got you, boom! It had that bang, pumping house. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. I think the first one I heard was brutal with the needle. I was in, uh, I think it was in the Canary Islands. Ding, 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 ding. Brittle with the needle. Oh, I did not see that coming. That was about 87, I think. Right. Yeah, and I came back. I was like, I danced, actually, without ecstasy. I got drunk, sangria. Without ecstasy? Yeah. But I properly danced when the ecstasy came there. I couldn't stop dancing. Oh, sangria's awful. It got me up. But ecstasy then was was like next level shit. What was your first pill? White doves? Right, my first pill I got from Spiked. I never drink, took drugs, tunnel. We went to a nightclub, Glasgow, with these guys. It was Tom. He was like a gay guy, but he was cool, yeah? And he goes, Chet, listen, I'm going to get you a drink here. I went, Fuck. I said, I don't drink, you know? I went, right, go on. Tequila shot he got me. Crushed it, eating it. He went, take it on in one. It was dark, yeah? The tunnel, right? Okay. I had it. Boom. And then about 10, 15 minutes later, everything just whole changed. And it was that song. What was that song? Um, oh, God. It was a song that come on, yeah? At that time, I was like, what is this? What is going on? And it just makes you move. Yeah. The music starts speaking to you on the ecstasy, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense. And all of a sudden, it all makes sense. Back then, it was doves. They were, yeah. And it was all like pounding and fucking yeah. going. I thought, wow. Yeah. Boom. Get up and dance. Get up and dance. Yeah, Get up and yeah. dance. You can't sit on that. There was nobody sat. Nobody. Nobody was sat. In the beginning, they're all stood around. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And, then, and then it all cut. They all come on the ecstasy in the whole room. Then it's just. Yeah. And it's all like moving in sync, isn't it? The room yeah. like waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So did you go illegal raves? Illegal raves, yes. Security on them, we've done. I've, yeah, we, we, we used to go to a normal club and then there was illegal raves afterwards, weren't there? 
But there was no fighting. Convoys. Violence, yeah. Did you have to go in a convoy to find it? A convoy? I don't know how we got there. Flyers? <laughs> it was all flyers <laughs> on it at the clubs. Oh, yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah. You come out the club, say, there's a flyer on your yeah, car. You say, Call oh, this yeah. number. And, there's like, and the number is like instructions, wasn't there? Meet say, at the service station. Follow me. Oh, follow, follow yeah. us, yeah. yeah so yeah. how do you pick your venue? Warehouses it was, and, and airplane anyway, hangars, anyway, like Burton yeah, Wood yeah, Airbase was anyway, used. Loads of different warehouses, Liverpool to Manchester. Oh, boom, just taking it and yeah. they were just pounding it more. Until the cops come. Until, yeah. the, until the cops come, but the, the money's in the bag and it's gone. Do you remember seeing it on the news on the weekends? They'd show like all the smiley faced ravers and cops chasing them and shit like that. <laughs> Or did your parents not? You were gone out your parents' house by then, weren't you? No, then I was still there. So they wouldn't allow that to be shown, Ray? No, yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't remember watching that. I don't remember watching it. That's one of the things that I was like wondering what was going on in the country. Because the news every weekend, all of a sudden, just showed all these ravers. Just, just, just like sweat eyes out here, smiling, yeah. and like going like this. And then cops chasing people and stuff. And I was like, what's going on? The news will be like, another illegal acid house party was broken up <laughs> yeah. off the M25. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want, acid, I want acid, some of this. Acid was, well, yeah. Acid, acid, acid was called, yeah. wasn't it? But acid came in, yeah. Did you, did you do any of the LSD yeah. squares? What was your first trip like? Crazy. Fucking crazy. <laughs> what, what, what? Uh, we went to um, a gypsy fair. There was like a fair mm. with, with the rides. My mate goes, have one, it'd be good on the rides. I went, will it? It fucking wasn't like, it was, oh, everything was like fucking silly and lost for hours. It lasts a whole day. I didn't know it lasts a whole day. I didn't know it was going to wreck my whole day. I didn't know that one. <laughs> what sort of things did you see? Well, you just see everything. Um, you just see like, the Mars bars will just go. <laughs> what, I was like, what? 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 What's that? I went. What? What's that? And I made to go check. It's all right. This note there. I went. I went. Are you sure? I went. I've just seen something in my face. He went. No. no, no. He went. Come here. Hold, hold my hand. <laughs> you need guidance. You need yeah. guidance if you're in a out. You can't take it out. That reminds me, I had a similar experience. I was at a club in San Francisco and my, I was just coming on the acid and my girlfriend lit up a joint and comets started coming out of the joint. Yeah. I was like, fuck, like this, fuck. Do you fuck, know, I've only ever had one trip in my life. What happened? Well, it was just, I was <laughs> crawling across the landing. Yeah. And it was just a bottle of beer I was just, and I was just chasing it. That's <laughs> the only trip I've ever had in my life. How long did it last? About well, 15 minutes, wasn't very long. What was it? What it was, was just that? a bottle of beer. I don't know, I think no, it was ecstasy. Ecstasy. But so it had something in it that made you trip. I mean, mm. You can sometimes just, have hallucinations. I, like I imagined a bottle of beer, yeah, and I was just chasing it across the landing like that. They probably put something in it. Yeah. Paper little squares. Yeah, it lasted for a day. Square. Proper tripping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> California sunrise. Oh, Remember well, that one? Anything. Yeah, yeah. Micro dots. Yeah. Yeah. Micro dot. Yeah. To make them must have been cheap as fuck. You soak paper in some acid or whatever. Cut it out, sell it on. Yeah. I used to have an LSD chemist and he got um, crystals from the Rainbow family in San Francisco. And we had an apartment where we took down, um, what are they, they're like on skylights or something, but they've got little dimples in them. So then each dimple becomes one hit yeah. and there's like on the sheet, there's like hundreds of them. 
but it takes days for all the for it all to gel into yeah it's interesting to watch it mm, yeah. yeah anyway back to the story yeah the racism shit yeah yeah the racism right okay it didn't stop there at the shop it was like okay it was okay at the shop mm. my shop now because you're standing up now poor shop yeah yeah i was uh selling tickets for all the raves mm. ministry of sound uh soak chaos uh cream liverpool i was the only guy where you could buy the ticket and i used to organize all the coaches there and then i was working with guys and we sell at ease on the coach wow. to all the punters that went down so it was Double whammy and all. And no one's kicking off because they're all on E. Yes. Yeah. And the club likes me in because I'm bringing down a full coach load of people and they're paying in the full price. Mm-hmm. VIP treatment. Uh, Boy George, Sasha, I met all them. Boy George, mind, he's a fucking naughty fuck. He tried to fuck me, you know? What? <laughs> <laughs> he got me high, yeah, and he tried to fuck me once at a soak event. This is for the trailer. <laughs> 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 but it's all right, boy. Yeah, yeah, I'm in Georgia. Talk, talk you through it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. through it, right. Okay, I can't remember a lot. I was high as fuck. Yeah. I'm pissed. It was... You're in a VIP area? Soak event, yeah, in Leeds. Who are you kicking it with? Uh, who else was there? Sasha, Boy George, Alistair Whitehead. Um, I don't know who was there at the time, but Boy George... He fancied me, yeah? But I... But, 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 right, okay, because, listen, I did have a high fashion shop, yeah, okay? So I was wearing mock croc pants, right? Crocodile pants, right? Ooh. Plastic, no top, and just a fur jacket, just a fur coat. Wow. So my abs and all that were out, yeah? So yeah. I looked like... The, the, the... Eccentric. Gear dream, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> But I'm straight, yeah. This yeah. is a, this is yeah, yeah. The gay dream, but straight. So every every just threw a, a grape at my, te- at my right testicle. <laughs> so boy was in, and it's funny. He was going wow. Plus I was only young. Yeah, twenty-two. Uh, so how did he approach you? I can't really remember. Uh, we were all just there. Sniffing uh, this, that, blah, blah, blah. But then I never used to sniff. You know, then I just used to take a pill. What was it like, Coke? Coke then, yeah, yeah. But then I never used to sniff. You know, I would just take a pill. I preferred pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even drink even. But I, but then I used to drink alcohol on top of that. I think it's the alcohol on top of the pill that makes it worse. Water is the one. Yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. if you drink... You yeah. So back to Boy George. Boy George. So he's giving you the luck. He's, he's, he's yeah. giving me one of the fucking luck, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> he's supplying me fucking this, that. He went, you look good. I went, yeah, yeah. He was asking who I was, blah, blah, blah. And then, I, I don't know what happened, yeah? He must have made some sort of fucking move on me or something. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, whoa easy, brother. Yeah? <laughs> something like that. He must have made some, some but, I, but I said, whoa, easy. I said, easy, I ain't gay, you know? Yeah. He went, really? (laughs) (laughs) See what you're wearing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, it's just my, you know, it's my shop wear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then what happened next? What happened next? That was that, I think, and he left it at that, and then he went cold. 
And then... Uh, we were all just high. We were all just high. I can't really remember. You know what it's like back in the day. Yeah. You, you have um, shots of a memory, yeah? You just get like a little that. And then what happened after? Fuck knows. What was Sasha like? Sasha was cool. He was the top, wasn't he? Quiet, yeah. All the flyers, the top DJs at the beginning was like Sasha, Carl Cox, Sasha, Carl Cox. Yes. Yeah. Carl Cox, yeah. Yeah, Sasha was quiet. Yes. Yeah, was he getting high with you? Sasha was there, but not with us a lot, no. Mm. Boy George was like sort of, uh, he was just sticking it on the table. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't give a fuck. Mm. He made it known. Mm. He was all right, I mean, you know, he's okay. But he, but he must have thought I was gay, yeah? Which, okay, fair enough. But, but I wasn't. Crocodile You know, it's not my fault I'm... <laughs> it's not my fault I'm handsome. <laughs> I read his book, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he became a... He, he spends, doesn't he, doesn't he still spend now? He came to Arizona at one point to spend out there. Yeah. He went inside as well. Yeah. Oh, he's been inside? He has. That's right, yeah. Yeah. He went inside for something naughty, didn't oh, he? Oh, I remember. A rent boy. He, he said he got tied up He tied something. up a rent boy. He tied up a rent boy. But do you know what? Yes. I think the rent boy must have made something up about that. I think so. Got a bit of money. Did he crash his car into his shop as well? He doesn't need to tie anybody up, does he? And then somebody graffitied on it. Don't know. He, he was out of it, wasn't he? A bit of a mess for a few years. Yes, he was, yes. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah. He went fat and all that, didn't he? Mm. Was it boy George James who crashed his car into the shop and they. George Michael. Oh, George Michael. Oh, George Michael. There's a story on George Michael as well. Yeah. That I have. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was supposed to meet him. It all went fucking fucked up. The real George Michael or your George the Michael? The real George Michael. I'm thinking of the other George Michael. Which one? Didn't you tell us a George Michael story? The real George Michael story? The me. guy who f- founded Wham? Yeah. Andrew Ridgely? Yeah. And George, yes. Right. He was inside with me at the same time. Inside? Jail, yeah. Was that the thing at the toilet? Drink driving. No. Oh, drink driving. Dr- the thing in the toilet. No. <laughs> My man. No. Didn't he, he, didn't he like solicit an undercover cop in the toilet in Soho or something? He did do that. Because yeah. he made a video out of it, didn't he? Yes. Have you seen the video? No. Where he's in the toilet and all these cops come in and then they all get the trunks out and start dancing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So go on, what, what happened with you? Shamsi Ahmed, anyway. Shamsi, your story was this. Uh... He was a real estate agent in California. He worked with George. He had a thingy. George Michael came to him at 17 years old with Careless Whisper. Mm. Right? He went, right, okay. He went, nobody's going to do this. He went, okay, I will. Right? Anyway, Andrew Ridgely, boom, came on board. He went, no talent, yeah, but you look good. So, <laughs> but you look good, so all right. So he founded Wham and he put all the money in. Anyway, cut a, cut a long story short. Oh, yeah. right, long story long. They went all the fucking. They went uh, all the fucking way. Uh, Shamsi was caught for drink, driving offence once, and then he was caught again after two years or something, I think he was still under some sort of uh, a license, but he was only a little bit over the top. He liked his uh, champagne, but this is what happened. He was uh, driving back 
up our way, Morpeth, there was a girl that had just got raped and killed off this guy in Monkseaton, and he got life. He went to jail. Her boyfriend said, right, I want to fucking die. I want to kill myself. So he stuck on a black coat and sat in the middle of a road around a corner, 70-mile-an-hour road, and Shamsi came on the fucking corner, boosh, killed him. Anyway, got nicked. He was on the front page of the fucking sun. Seven years he got for that. Which really, he shouldn't have really, because he was fucking... If you want to kill yourself, don't put somebody else in fucking uh, jail for it. Because yeah. he, he was driving drunk. Yeah. yeah. Second time round. Mm. And because of the case and because of this. But people were saying, well, he wanted to die, the kid. Yeah. What was his charges, do you know? It was a death by... Dangerous driving. Drink driving, yeah. And this was the guy who managed George Michael? Yes. Gotcha. Right. And then he had a real estate. And anyway, his wife, the fucking his partner, everybody left him in jail. And in jail, he just went fucking flipped because he, he was... everything. Yes, lost everything. Lost everything. They just took everything off him. He used to write to George and say, I know Chet and that. George Michael's letters, I've seen him. He went, okay, will you meet Chet on the out? And he's, because he's like, because he was getting loads of shit in jail. Shamsi, he was just like a Hindu geezer, about five foot four, small, penfold, glasses, uh, not the jail part, and he had loads of attitude. He had loads of attitude, mind, because he was like a millionaire. He, he And it doesn't go down, does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't go <laughs> down. Durham, especially not, yeah? yeah. And um, and I said, listen, and he was getting picked on. I went, and I went, listen to me. Come here. I'm a Take care of you. I went, right, okay. Okay. So I took care of him, followed him around. Every jail I went to, he went to, but he was bad with the screws. Like, if he was, like, cleaning his floor, um, a screw come and get the bucket of water, swill him. <laughs> he, he did uh, the whole of what he had to do, and then they put him in a mental hospital afterwards, and he was like... Messaging me, I said, listen, I took care of you in jail and all that, yeah? Okay, I'll, I looked after you. People wanted to fuck you up. But they liked him in the end because he was giving the, the sc- screws a hard time. So then you get liked, don't you? You know, That's if you do things that. like that, yeah. yeah. So, well, well, at least he screws the fucking screws, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah. But then he did a full sentence, mental hospital afterwards. And then he moved up to these fucking flats in the west end of Newcastle, which is the worst part. And he was uh, messaging me. I fucking met him once. And I went, listen, brother, I went, you got no going down. I said, I looked after you in jail, yeah? We're both on the out now. So make your own moves. Make your life, yeah? You know, I took care of you then. I can't, I can't now, okay? One week later, he threw himself off the fucking building. George Michael died a week later. Yeah. Wow. He was supposed to hook it up. George was supposed to come to mine for a barbecue. Shit. <laughs> I was more good about the barbecue. <laughs> 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 I went, I'm going to meet George Michael. He's going to be at my house. I went, wow. Because he said, I will do that for taking care of me inside. Yeah. I went, well, do it, please. I went, that's all I want. Mm. Get me a meeting with George Michael. 
I went, I fucking love him, man. I went, bring him. It didn't happen. Because he died, and then he died. Bet you were gutted. Devastated. Yeah. What other celebrities did you have interactions with over the years? Kylie Minogue I've dated. What? Kate Moss. Naomi Campbell. No, I'm not. I haven't fucked him. I didn't fuck him, but I've kissed them all. Yeah? Sure, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Who was the best kisser? Naomi Campbell. Um, <laughs> she got nice lips. You got to roll this down. You got to roll this down. Oh, wow. Mm. That is impressive. Yeah. In the club scene, was this? This was back when I was 22, yeah. 23. Back then, I was a good-looking kid, you know? Got some proper clickbait here, haven't we? <laughs> I but then I had the style, you know? I had all the style going down, you know? Yeah. I had all the clothes. You had the look. I had the shop. I was the only guy to get mentioned in Elle and Vogue magazine. You My did? shop, yeah. Wow. I got mentioned in that. Where was your shop at this point? Newcastle. Okay. So where are you yeah. meeting them at? In Newcastle or in London? Fashion shows. Oh. Milan, Paris, London. They're there. Yeah. They're there and I'm there. To go get a kiss. Pardon? How did you approach them to go get a kiss? No, well, I just talked to them and then I meet them at their party afterwards. I think it was at Browns with Kylie. It was at Browns uh, with them other two. It was like different venues. VIP, it's only for the people that buy, you know, because I'm a buyer, yeah? Mm. You know, I have a shop. I'm mentioned. Uh, so they were thinking I'm big roller, but really I wasn't that big roller at the time, yeah? But it seemed that way to them. And so they thought, okay, but they must have looked me up and thought, not really. He ain't got that much money. He ain't got that much money. <laughs> so did you blow smoke up their ass to get a kiss? No, I didn't, man. I was just being me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've always been me. I never bullshit, man. I never bullshit a girl. Because you always trip up afterwards. Yeah. I don't trip up. So did they get any tongues in? Sure, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Any Frenchies? Kylie's shit. <laughs> Kylie's a shit kisser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what yeah. Like? Yeah, it's just dry. <laughs> right, stop this. <laughs> all right, moving on from kiss, moving on from kissing all the all those. Um, any other interactions with celebs back then? You must have had loads if you go on these parties. <laughs> yeah, there was loads there, but you know me, I probably... You know, I probably never even knew who they were. Yeah. Because you're high and you're pissed. You, I probably met loads of people who I don't even fucking... I don't even fucking know. Yeah. I've, I've fucked people <laughs> who I meet now and they'll go to me, Hi, Chet. I go, Hi. I go, <laughs> You do not know who I am? I go, uh, no, please explain. You fucked me once. How many, <laughs> how many girls you fucking know? Hey? How many girls you fucking know? Nobody know. Celebrate. No, just I don't have one. You're going to get loads of messages now. Chat single. You're setting him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so... so how old were you then when you did uh, the mission that we talked about in the first podcast where 
you ended up in the Spanish prison. You you smuggling the stuff out of Karachi. Twenty eight. You were twenty eight. Yeah. So what other notable stuff happened before twenty eight? Notable stuff was uh, working on the doors in that period because I had to stop my shop, uh, ripped everybody off, which I regret, um, and then I became a doorman. So you said big gangsters were coming to this shop. Yes. Any famous names from back then? Like yes. All the big names was it like Viv Graham back then? Viv, the Sears, the Lee Duffy, Brian Cockrell, the Sears, the Harrisons, Conroys. All the, the, the major families, yeah. So they were all coming in your shop? Well, not all of them. I ain't going to mention who did. I yeah. don't want to, like... <laughs> but I was in, yeah. Was it through the shop you established relationships with some yes, crime yes, families? Yes, 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 yes. Gotcha. Yes, 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 yes. And was it those relationships? Through the club scene. That's how it all linked through, and then... And that's how you got your do- job you as a doorman. doorman. Was it your idea to be a doorman, or did someone approach you? Somebody approached me first because um, I got rid of the shop and I just wanted an extra income because I was working at my mum and dad's shop, uh, just knocking everybody out now. (laughs) They were just like terrified the fuck. If you stole out of my shop, I would just smash you up fuck now. You know, now I was like at a stage, yeah, where I have like hate for people. Which was wrong, you know, so I shouldn't have been in that shop, you know, because I was like, I used to speak to punters bad as well, you know, I used to speak to them how they spoke to me. Of course, yeah. Because that was in my mind then. Uh, and that's wrong, you know, uh, because some some are good, uh, but I just spoke to them all the same fucking way, you know, aggressive as fuck. The gear I was taking, the steroids my anger levels they were really high and the hatred i had and when i was in there i just fucking hated them all is this the period of your life where you caught up with some of them because earlier you said all those ones who picked on me when i was younger yeah. and bullied my family who yeah. were racist I caught them all up. they got all knocked out later on I caught them all up. how did you catch them up because you catch it because it's a small town right driving around boom stop the car yeah. remember me bitch bang slap mm. Knockout, and well, there you go. Yeah. Wow. Stuff so like that. So there was a series, like... Oh, people would tell me, so-and-so's in a bar now, and I would go, right, okay, and then I would go, the doorman, I would say to the doorman, right, take him out of your bar, otherwise I'm going to walk in there and smash that fucker all over in your bar, and they'll go, okay, so they would, like, go in, take him out, bring him to me, and I'll go, right. Now you're getting it. Did, they, did you go to anyone's homes to type them? Houses, yes. Yes? Yes. So you get their address? Yeah, loads of people. It's kind of like what we talked about with Grilla, wasn't it? Like, these people who attack you and bully you and do all this shit, but then they don't expect any comeback. No repercussions. Or if it, there is a comeback, then they run off and, and call the cops. Yeah, I know, but that yes, yes, they, they, yes, they the always cops. call the cops. They always call the cops, yeah? But you know what? They have to realise who you're fucking with. Who are you fucking with? Because I'm a man who doesn't have a wife. I don't have no kids in my house. I live on my own. I have massive fucking knives in my house. <laughs> come to my door. Come to my door. Do you know me? I beg people, come to my fucking door. Did you have anyone come to your door? No, never. Uh, no, never, never. Because of fucking, because the size of my fucking knives that I'm going to pull out. I'm like, come on, baby. You're knocking on my door here. 
Enter. <laughs> Did any of these any of these missions go wrong? The retaliation missions. No, none, none, none. Well, look, yeah, I got stabbed a couple of times as well, yeah. What's the stories behind the, the stabbings? Uh, there was one on the out where we went to deal with somebody. This was when I was working with with my firm. Um, Middlesbrough. We went from. Our town, it was supposed to be like a sweet thing, blah, blah, blah. But it did turn up that way. They pulled out knives as well, which we, we weren't expecting. And I got a machete in the back of the neck. What was your response to that when it initially happened? Well, I macheted him first. <laughs> <laughs> but not good enough. So does the action start when you get macheted or is your adrenaline going? You, you well, no, no, because I did it. But I think it wasn't enough. He must have just fucking... Then he hit me with one as well because I turned my fucking back and he got me in the butt of the neck. Have you got a skull there? Yeah. Tattoos over it. Mm. Tattoos are over my scars. So what, was, what happened in the aftermath of that? Nothing. Taxation done. Uh, taught them a lesson. We got hurt, they got hurt. I thought you should leave it at that one. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want any more, you know. And they said no as well, so we just left it at that, innit? <laughs> what, what was your first day as a doorman like? First day as a doorman? Right, they were fucking a bit crazy. Uh, I just thought it was like a laugh. Um, girls, girls are all over you. Uh, Dorman work, you just, uh, then you don't need a badge. You could just, like, if somebody took the piss, we would just do them, slap them, knock them out, empty the pockets. Girls were like, uh, this is my first week. Would say, okay, you're hot, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Fire exit door, open, boom. Out the back? Yeah. <laughs> Blowjob styles there. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> so you're making up for the lost time of your teenage years. I went mental, yeah, I went mental. I shouldn't have been held back. Yeah. I shouldn't have been held back. That's what happens if you hold somebody back. You go fucking insane. Yeah. What was the camaraderie like amongst the doormen? Was there any situations where there was loads of them on just a couple of you guys, doormen, and you had to, like, bolt up the fucking not doors really, and shit? No, yeah. not, uh, yes. running, running battles. Once on, one, once on the door, yes. That scar I have there on my head, yeah? Oh, yeah. Was that one there? Yeah. yeah. Story on this one. I worked with uh, Greg. Greg on the doors. He was an ex 
Marine, Boxer, and Pontyland. But we were both banned. We were both banned from working on the doors because we, we never had a badge. So we were like a legal doorman. So we were working in this area, Terrace Hall, which is posh as fuck. Footballers all live there. It's all nice and cool. But them kids up there are a bit fucked up. Anyway, there's one guy coming. He thinks he's a head honcho. He was selling all the pills in the club. Fridays are busy. He sells all the fucking pills. And he goes, right, this is a geezer who sells the pills. For me, it was my first night there. He walks in. Had an argument. Greg just goes, bam, uppercutted him. Knocked him out. He was big. Anyway, push out. Carried him out. And it went. And then we have a laugh about it. And then uh, Greg goes, I fancy a fag. Yeah, I've got my fag, fags in the car. How will let's go out? So, so we walked out. Came back. And then there was about 10 or 12 with hoods on, right? With bats and everything. We went, we didn't even know it was for like us. We, we didn't even know at the time. We were going, eh, what, what the fuck's this? Yeah? And then they were coming, and then they were coming at us, and they were pulling everything out. And I went, right, here we go. Okay. But like a knuckle duster I used to have then, yeah? So I stuck that on, yeah? I went, right, come on, let's fucking go then, yeah? Let's fucking go. Was it just bats they had? Not nice? No, no, bats. Yeah, bottles bats. also, bottles also. The bottle that, yeah. Anyway, they were like coming on a fucking hour then. You want to fucking go? Greg, who did the damage, stood at the back. He was going, go on, check, go on, check. <laughs> yeah, pussy down on this bottle, you mother, motherfucker. Yeah. Anyway, on a fucking hour then. Come on then. But they're all scared. They're all like, like, doing a move and then going backwards. Yeah, I'm fucking come near me, come near me, yeah. Bottles were coming, boom, boom, boom. Anyway, dodged them, dodged them. They were coming. <laughs> I was like, hit one, bang, hit another one. And then one just come with a bottle and went smashing my fucking head. I went, right, okay, come on, fucking hour then. But blood was eyes, yeah? And I couldn't see. I was like, Greg, I can't fucking see. And then Greg goes, right, fucking hour inside. And then we close the doors. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, and then we close the doors. Yeah. And then we had to call the fucking feds. But then I still went out on that night. I went to the hospital, stitched up, but I still went out on night clubbing. How long did the police take to come when you called oh, them? Fast, fast, fast there, fast. Because it was like a major attack and it was like all on fucking... What about people pulling guns? Yes, on the door, yeah. Yeah, what happened? It's just a big one, isn't it? Yeah. It's probably got no in the gun, but they were just like... Uh, because. We're just on the door, £10 an hour at a time, £12 an hour, and uh, if you upset people, this and that, and then they just go and go like that, go like that. Is that what you want? But that is a different league to us, because doormen are not G's. They're not involved in that world. People seem to think doormen are hard as fuck and this and that. No, they're not. They're not. If you put one of them up against our lot, it's different. Because we handle things in a different way. Because they just want to have a fucking fight, but we will take it like further and further and further. That's what I learned.
So when guns were pulled on you, what, what did you do when you was a doorman? Have you got any stories of that happening? Like someone got beat up, come back with a gun? Twice, yeah, twice. Uh, third time they came back, but I wasn't on shift. <laughs> it was somebody else and he went, somebody just, he just phoned, he went, someone just come now, stuck a gun in my face, we were, because this is when I was bad and I was, and I was working at this bar, the Kizzy it was called, in uh, Shields, it was a dump, a dive. It was the worst of the worst that used to get in there, all the pimps, all the drug dealers. It was just like prostitutes who used to come there. Um, loads of people got fucked there. Sexually in the back, not even on the floor, just, just like on the grass. <laughs> and, but there was loads of drums every day loads of drama and nobody wanted that job but I took it on because I, because I wasn't allowed anywhere else but then I said listen I need a night off and then on this <laughs> night off my other mate was there he went check someone just come and stuck a gun in my face <laughs> but he went you're not brown <laughs> <laughs> so it's not you yeah someone you kicked out yeah, obviously, I fucked up. Yeah. And he never came back again? Well, no, no, because now he's been seen, on he? Mm. And now I know. Did anyone come back with a gun on another occasion for you? Uh, not on the door there. Uh, on the door, two to th three times, they pull the gun, but they just give it a little wave. Mm. You know, it's like bollocks, really. It don't mean fuck all. If you're going to do it, shoot it, baby. If you're going to pull the motherfucker out, mm. you know? So they just, like, they want to be, portray themselves as tough to the yes. mates, things yes. like that. Yes, yes. But it don't really mean, though, because anybody, if you're going to pull it, use a motherfucker, man. That's the way I see it. I wouldn't just go and just fucking go like that, no. If I go and take one, you fucking go and do it, boom. So you talked about like taxing people and stuff. What was the transition from being a doorman to going into the underworld, taxing people? But I didn't, uh, right, taxing people, I didn't really tax that many. But I was involved in taxation with, after my sentence. Okay. Spanish one. When we were running all the doors with the pimps, uh, we were running all the prostitution. Mm -hmm. The police were working with us. Um, they were working alongside because we kept all the prostitutes off the streets. And the police said, you guys are doing an excellent job because there's no, we don't have a prostitution problem in Newcastle. And you were keeping them safe from all the, yes, all the dramas. Because if there are girls that walk the streets, we had dykes who would just go and give them a fucking slap and say, if you want a fucking job, you work here. And if they're not good enough, you can't fucking walk the streets. Mm. Sit at home. So we cleaned up the streets in Newcastle, really. And did rival gangs, did you have beefs with, yeah. with them over yes, that? Yes, yes, yes. One time there was this, uh, a couple of gangs that were, uh, who wanted to do what we're doing, but we had a monopoly on it. Mm. We said nobody else is allowed to open up. If we seen an ad, because uh, then back then you had to advertise in the sport, the sport paper, yeah? Mm. A little ad, it costs 120 quid for a week. Just 
three fucking lines, it's expensive as fuck. This is where we advertise our flats, our girls, and then we've seen a new ad, we'll go, right, our tails all pick up, we go, right, we have to close somebody down. And so then, it was um, ad wars. So you'd see a new advert pop up. Yeah, if you see a new ad. And you'd hunt them down and shut them down. No, we hunt them down. And then, How? How do you find out? Right, okay. We phone the number, right? And then we have like a, a guy who looks like a punter who will like arrange to fuck her, yeah? To fuck the brass. Mm. And she always goes, you have to go to this phone box for me from there where they can see you, yeah? And then they see, right, okay, he's all right, boom. Now you, you, you can enter. And then when he enters, we just go in at the same time, but we got masks and machetes, chainsaw, and uh, chainsaw, <laughs> yeah. Graham, he just used to go, <laughs> cut up the sofas and everything. <laughs> and we used to say, right, who are you working for? Where are your pimps? Send them down now. And we just used to sit and say, where are waiting for them? Send them here now. You wouldn't harm the girls or anything, no? No, because we want the girls to work for us. Okay. Taking over, aren't we? Did the pimp show up or were they scared? Did the fuck? Nobody fucking showed up. <laughs> <laughs> they said that we got guys four like guys chainsaw. here with masks, uh, machetes, chainsaws. Uh, <laughs> and we just sat there. They're going, no, no, no. Just leave it. So they just left it? They left it and then they have to work for us. And then there was one time where another gang, they said, okay, we want to start doing it. And then... My pal, who, okay, I won't name, yeah? But he was, like, fucking badass, yeah? Uh, we said, right, okay, we're, we're all going to go. He went, no, let me go my fucking own. They were all there in the meeting. Boom, he walks in, boom, with a gun. He goes, anybody got anything to say to me? He went, no one's doing fuck all. I went, go on. Any word? Nothing. He went, yeah, exactly. And he walked back out. Wow. Yeah. What about if, like... A customer did something bad to a woman? Yes. Got took away. We will fuck him up. Get the uh, chainsaw out. Well, Graham once, he stabbed one punter. This geezer, he come in, fucked one of the girls, didn't pay her, took all the money out of a fucking bag and went into town, giving it the big one. We got told him that, right, he was in the Ritty nightclub. Uh, we went in. And Graham seen him on the fucking dance floor having a dance. He went up, stabbed him 11 times in the ass on the dance floor. And then we told the doorman, hand over all the cameras. Mm. Bush. And they did because they were that scared of us. We had that fucking thing there, yeah? We, we were just, I was really bad then as well. We had that, uh, that rep where you could just do what the fuck you want. Like, I didn't even bother even just going to the Toilet for like a piss. On the bar, I would just like, get my dick out and have a piss. And the doorman would see and wouldn't say, fuck all. They said, dare say it, dare say it. It was like a case of like, dare do it. Dare, we're waiting. We can't fucking wait and make a move. So when you got a name that big though, it always attracts someone who wants to fucking make a name off you. Huh. Did, any, did it attract anyone like that? No. 
<laughs> no, because they're going to die, aren't they? <laughs> no, it's simple. It's simple. Yeah. Either you're going to die or I'm going to die. Yeah. And why do that? Because I ain't banging in your cage, baby. So just leave mine alone, you know? Because there's a lot of crime families in Newcastle, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've got rivalries and things going yes, on and on. Yes, yes, yes. What was your role in that? What was our role? I was like the enforcer in our firm. The enforcer. Uh, we had a guy in charge, a second guy in charge, and then we had other two, and we were the enforcers. Uh, but there was four of us, really, yeah? But there was only two, me, me and the other one, that actually did the work. If it needed more, and then boom, the other four come in, bullshit. It's just to enforce our area that nobody's allowed to do this, you know? And if you do it, and then... You're done. Close down, yeah. Did you have to remain incognito because of the authorities and stuff, or did you just live openly? Like moving around? Right, it took them... It, it cost them 5.5 million to bring us to court. Halogen 5, it was called. They said, do not arrest... Sandu or this or that because we were all just pissed and high all day long and just used to drive, speed, do what we wanted. But they were said, don't stop them. Don't stop them. We were allowed to be stopped. Gathering intelligence. Yes. They went, don't stop him for the shitty fucking charge. Just let him do what he fucking wants. 21 officers alone were like on me. 21. So you ran Birm uh, Birmingham, Newcastle? Back then, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Were you ever scared at any point? No. Never? No. Fears for others, Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your first involvement with the police? My, my first involvement? In what way? Like when they... When they Bent-wise. First arrest, maybe? The first arrest, yeah. the first arrest, I told you didn't I, when I was uh, nicking <laughs> film covers um, for box covers. I just got a caution. My dad had to come and get me. I was 15 or something. Uh, it wasn't nice, you know, but it would, but I thought, no, I thought, okay, it's okay though. How, how long were you in the sales, uh, sales? Sales for a few, a few few hours until my dad had to come and get me right so you're still living that strict household yes, regime yes. yes so what was your dad's attitude to your arrest okay i got a licking done after that belt out which was quite common back then wasn't it corporal yeah. punishment yeah. yeah yeah did you get like grounded or anything or grounded grounded anyway yeah grounded i wasn't anyway. allowed out yeah 21 baby Grounded. I was like, that was my life anyway. I had to work anyway. Mm. But then you just get a licking on top of it. Mm. So for that 21, like, being released, yeah. what was the day of your release like? The day of release. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that why you yeah. went to speak? That's when I had the shopping stuff, yeah. That's when, like, I thought, wow, life has, like, so much more. Mm. Not just where I was stuck in that shop in a council estate. Um, there's so much fucking more here. Mm. 
And it's opened my eyes to everything. So the whole world opened up to you. And they're all coming to me as well. Mm. I thought, wow, girls, like girls were coming to me as well. I went, eh? Are they for real? <laughs> like, I didn't even understand any of it. You know, I didn't get it. I didn't get any of it. Did you imagine that 10 years later you'd be in the thick of the underworld? No, not then. Then I just wanted clothes shops to um, have another clothes shop, to have another one, Leeds, Manchester, blah, blah, blah. So that would have been your dream? Yes, that was, that was my initial thing. Do you think that the drugs made it more normal to do what you did? The drugs took me away from everything, didn't it? Took away from your original game plan? Yes, they just changed the whole fucking plan system. Did, uh, was there anyone around you who tried to put the brakes on? No. No. None of your family members? No one tried to stop you? Yeah, they didn't really know about it. I kept it a secret, you know. As far as they was concerned, my mum, my dad, I didn't drink or smoke still or take any drugs or do anything. Wow. Was that hard? No, because I never... Did you go around there often? Home, or... you know, it was only out. And then I would just come back late and did not see it and then you sleep it off and then you're right the next day. But surely there came a point when those worlds collided. With the drugs and my mum and dad and all that, yeah. Uh, when the house got raided for drugs and that stuff. <laughs> How old were you then? Uh, that happened a few times before I got arrested. Three to four times. They raided it once for the credit card fraud because uh, they raided it then and then they told everybody this is what you've been arrested for Brixton I landed in uh, that was the first raid but then there was no uh, drugs involved then um, what was the conversation like with your parents after the raid it was bad you know uh, because it's never happened, you know, and, you know, we can't believe the police came in here with the shoes on and they walked around the whole... So they were both there, present when this yeah, happened? Yeah. Right. And they searched the fucking gaff, blah, blah, blah. It was like shame, you know? It's like shame on my part. But then it happened a few times. So were you thinking you've got to get out of that house to take the heat away from it? Was that, did that play a role in your moving? Not really. <laughs> I just thought, because when, when I used to get nicked, you know, they used to say, right, you're allowed to call. I'm like, right, okay, I want to phone my mum. I'm like, go on then. Sometimes they don't even allow you that fucking call, right? Okay, but I phone my mum and I just speak in Indian and I go, Ma, you know what to do. <laughs> and she'll clear everything out throw it over the back <laughs> she knows where everything is because I tell her where everything is oh my you know what I do so she chuck it over the fence you said. over the fence bagged up bush gone <laughs> I bet there's someone come behind your house back then I had a Christmas come early, a song walked behind your house. No, we had woods at the back of our house. It was like it was like that style, yeah. It was yeah. all woods. It's all woods. <coughs> Looking back, would you have done anything different?
Yeah, probably. Uh, my ex-wife, my first wife. Three kids I've got with her. I don't have no contact with any of them. That's through my wife. I should have played that bit a bit different. And that's the only thing I say. But everything else has been a learning curve. That and the closed shops. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're getting all these people seeing you online, you must have millions of views on all these videos. Do you know if any of these family members that you've not heard from, or any of them like watched this stuff and reached out to you? I did get a message, yes, once or twice, but it was like late in the morning, two o'clock off my kids, one of them of my son, but I thought he was only messing me probably because it's high. He said, okay, I want to I, I, I talk to you. And then I messaged him back, but then no answer. How old are your children? Uh, the age from 23 to 33. Right. Four. Two girls. Two, two boys. One boy I see. My, my youngest. He's clever. He's not, like, into crime. He's totally anti-crime. Uh, he's so cool. Parliament, he's done a Masters in Ancient History. Wow. And he wants a job in Parliament. That's his thing. Journalism he wants to do. He knows all about you. He knew about you. Before you knew Before about I knew you. about you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he went... Oh, you know Sean Atwood? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how does that make you feel when you see your son doing so? Well, yeah, brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Brilliant. Excellent. My other one, he joined the Marines uh, at 19. He's six foot three, but he was like a handful. He got kicked out, fighting. He carries my name. I don't know if that had all to do with it. Mm. People might have said summer, and he probably thought, oh, fuck my dad, I can't give a fuck. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what was said or done, but he got fucking hoid out. What's your relationship with your immediate family members these days? Uh, my mum, excellent. My dad's okay. They're all older now, you know? They're all older now, and you've got to give them a little bit. You know, it's... Uh, it's okay, you know, because uh, in back in the day, you know that they were harsh to you, they were bad to you, and I wouldn't treat my kids like that. And um, but you just gotta know why, man. It is what it fucking is, man. What about your siblings? I don't speak to them, my brother, and my sister. No. Has your mum and dad watched any YouTube stuff? Mm, I don't know. I, uh, my mum has, yes. What does she think about it? Uh she says her English is a bit like, she goes, because I talk fast, she goes, what are you saying there? What are you saying? <laughs> Why is he laughing? <laughs> so I have to, like, sort of interpret it for her. Yeah. yeah. But my old man, no, I don't think he has, but uh, my sisters and brothers and their kids, blah, 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 they watch it and this and that, but I don't have no contact with them. I don't care what they think about me or whatever. So Jen's often talking about Mama Wars food. Mm. Chet's mum's food is off the scale, isn't it? He yes. Said. Yeah. Yeah. Can you get me some sent down? Come <laughs> sent down. <laughs> yeah. What well, what was it we had that day? Can you remember? Some kind of bread. Brought it, Brought it uh, cauliflower, onion, broccoli, 
potato. That was it, I think. On like two, yeah. Yeah. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my mum's all cool. That bit's all good now, you know, it's all okay now. They're all old. Uh my old man, I ask him things and you know, I say things to him. Um like I even got like uh fucked up for having a shave. Seventeen I was in the shop. Bum fluff I had, right? People used to take the piss out of it, okay, in the shop. Okay, I was on the fucking tail. I was fucked up anyway, yeah? So I fuck this, I'm going to have a shave. So I shaved it off. My old man, he went out, he come back, he was drunk. He went, right, you want to shave? I got a licking on that. Mm. And I'm working in the shop every day. I clean the house. I cook. I do everything. I stay inside. And because I shaved, because people take the piss out of me, I got a licking on that bit as well. Wow. This is how harsh it was. You've come so far, but what do you, like, what's your dreams now? What do you want from life? The dreams now? Well, I did have a girlfriend. Uh, what's your Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> the dreams now, yeah? What I'm thinking of doing, I was talking to James about this actually earlier, is... Um, Hugh Hefner's dead, right? Right. Thug Mansion. Fuck. I'm selling Thug. Thug. Yeah, fuck. Oh, I thought you said fuck. Why, it will be Thug Mansion. Thug Mansion. Play by Mansion, no, Thug Mansion. Right, girls can stay there for free. Ideal, thanks. Stay there for free, right? Uh, you can get on with your daily business, blah, blah, blah. Every room will have a camera with audio in it because I don't want no r r rape you're claims. Talk, you're talking about a brothel, right? It's not a brothel, it's my house. But it's Thug Mansion. Thug Mansion. It's only me who fucks them. <laughs> oh, God. Like Hugh Hefner. And you film it? No, it doesn't get filmed. No. The cameras are only there in case there's a rape claim against me. Right. Because you know what girls are like. So how are you going to turn this into a reputable uh, business then? Reputable business is easy. Are they doing webcams? Yeah. Get filmed daily. No, no, there ain't no webcams <laughs> happening. Nothing, no, no, no. Yeah. Nothing like that, yeah? yeah. Um, it will get filmed daily. It will be like a mansion on its own with its own grounds, electric gates, all of my dogs, all this, the pool, all them styles. The girls will walk around in the underwear all day long. People can come. Visit for a half a day. People can come to visit. Tourism. Tourism. Two hundred pounds for half a day, and you get fed and you get drinks and you get to meet me and you get to meet the girls and the girls will sit in your lap. But that's as far as it goes. How many people at a time? But you can get whatever six, seven. The house will be massive, huge. <laughs> Is this going to be in Newcastle? Around the area, yeah. Yeah, property's quite cheap. Quite I can get a lot there for a mill. Yeah, I get a lot there for a mill. Yeah. A lot for a mill. You up to filming in Thug Mansion, James? <laughs> Thug Mansion, baby. Wow. Yeah. That's your main focus, is getting this. Well, not my main focus, but my main focus is the book first, yeah? Oh, yeah, the, the book. The book, Netflix, uh, they've said that they want to make on this. Mm. So we're all going to be involved in this, yeah? yeah. We're going to make this role.
Um, do that, Thug Mansion will pay for itself. Yeah. The filming alone, Insta follows. People are going to want to know. They want to see who's there, what girls are walking around. This has really saved my hangover. <laughs> I like this idea of Thug Mansion. Yeah. Wow. Thug Mansion has to be Thug Mansion now. Yeah. I just watched some Vice um, video about some mansion in America where the, everyone just goes and it's just bizarre. There's all these drinking games and partying and everything. What, that what? beer pong? All, all kinds of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, looked like, it looked like it was quite fun. But it's made a name for itself now. It's like a brand. Yeah. But I can see how Thug Mansion could easily be oh, make a name yeah. and become a brand. Yeah, easily, easily. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, easily. Yeah. And we're publishing Chet's book. Chet's book should be available in the new year, actually. Yes. The, the professionals are doing the editing on it now. So we should have more word on that in the new year. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. And it's gonna, isn't it part of a series of books? That's just yes, part yeah. one. The first one, yeah. So what is the whole theme of all the books? Is my life, yeah. This one takes me up till 2000 and 2002. Yeah. From when I was three years old. Yeah. So from 71 yeah. till then. So way more detailed. And then my second book is my... Uh, what I did after that, when I came out of Spain, when I got involved with the firm, and we were blackmailing, extorting, doing drugs, prostitution, controlling all that, mm. and working with bent coppers, giving us information just so they could fuck the brass. Mm. And they went down as well, the coppers. And then the third book will be what I'm doing now. Yeah. And there's loads more. Mm. Needed yeah. on to Thug Mansion. <laughs> Thug Mansion, baby. I can't wait. I know. <laughs> Who's going to choose your furniture? Me. <laughs> like, I'll do it, <laughs> kindly. <laughs> you see my wacky taste. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, cool. Come on up. No, they're cool, man. So they can live for free. There's no... Tenancy agreement, so I can throw you out at any fucking time I want if you piss me off. <laughs> Just don't piss me off, innit? Who, who, pay, who pays for all the food and all the Me, meals? me, me. Everything, what everything. About their maintenance? The like rent, everything. No, well, that's their fucking shit, innit? Well, how are they going to make money if they're not? Because they have jobs, they can do what the fuck they want in the daytime. Just do what you want. They can leave, fuck You can leave. Yeah, yeah. You're not a prisoner. You're a slave. It's not a slave, yeah? It's not a slaveism, yeah? <laughs> You're allowed to leave, yeah? <laughs> the gates, the gates are, yeah. Accommodation, bills, food provided. Maintenance, chefs, cleaners Go out, do your day job. Go out, do your day job. They get to keep all the money. But at night, you got to walk around in, 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 uh, in the underwear. I've got, like, uh, guys who are coming... I expect you there. Do you expect them to have part-time jobs, though? Because if they're full-time jobs... Well, they're all prostitutes anyway, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> that's not how you, you phrased it. That's not how you phrased it. Well, what else are they? What? Your harem, your harem <laughs> is how you, fra how you phrased it. You said they're not going to be working in the day in that... Well, I know, but they're going to make money, aren't they? They're going to do what they're doing. But you said they could have go out and have office jobs in the day. Modelling work or office jobs. Yeah. Well, yeah, if, you, if they want. So they don't have to If there's some normal time. girls, okay, if a normal girl wants it. So it's not that's even sex better. workers only. A, no, it's a fuck. I'd rather have nice girls. 
Normal girls. <laughs> I'd rather have nice girls there. I never get a day off because of podcasting now. So I'm running a company, so I'll be no use to you. Just get decent girls there, yeah. yeah. It'd be better. Yeah, yeah. And will you be the only male when it's out of office hours of no visitors? A leopard skin robe I'm going to have on, yeah, with all the fur and all that, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a big chair and all that. <laughs> what was it? Yeah. What was it? that one guy, the woman on each oh, each knee. Yeah. What was his name? Big D. Big D. Heavy D. Heavy, Heavy D. D. Heavy yeah. D. Yeah. 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 Heavy D. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, may as well do it, innit? <laughs> may as well do it. So we're going to wrap it up on the note of Thug Mansion. So my final question is. You know, obviously, um, last time me and you met, Wild Man was there. And um, we had a little talk about him last night. And, you know, you, you said about the energy of doing podcasts and everything. Big shoes to fill, Wild Man. Yes. As a co-host. Yes, yes. Jen is doing amazing, isn't she? Jen is cool as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, she's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, I love her, man. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is leading to the final question, which is, in Thug Mansion, this royal robe you're going to be wearing, yeah. will it be organic cotton? We'll have to sort that, won't we? Or sustainable, at least. Really? I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm doing it, I'm doing it properly. No, no, no. Yeah. Organic will do. Yeah. Organic or sustainable. You can do organic. Yeah. Publicize all your shit on there. Yeah. Even though the girls, yeah. the knickers, lingerie has to be organic cotton. Make sure you can see through it though. <laughs> if you're interested in Jen's organic cotton, the links are in the description box. All of Chet's links are also in the description box. Contact him on his uh, socials if you're interested in his business. Or Dave. His business that he's running. That... Or join him Thug Mansion. Oh, yes, join him. Join Thug Mansion. Once we advertise this, I'm sure there'll be a list of girls. Applications. You're taking applications. Yeah. I've, I've got a personal assistant who's going to vet all the girls. <laughs> What's the time frame on Thug Mansion being open? Well, my houses are up for sale now. Right. This yeah. is going to happen fast. They're all paid for cash. So I'm going to sell them, so I'm just going to get a million pound house up there, boom. 2022, Thug Mansion is active. Yeah. Yes. Right, so applications oh apply now. Applications apply if you want to live there for free. I'm going to set up a studio now. Yeah. But you've got to expect my fucking dick as well, yeah? This is all I'm fucking saying, yeah? When I pull it out, yeah, don't go, uh, excuse me. Uh, I'll go, excuse me, get out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. We've come to know more about the inner workings of chess. If you've not seen parts one, two, and three of Chet's story where he tells his story chronologically, they'll be in the description box. Part four was just a mad one with Wild Man. I'll put that, that down there in the description box. Huge thank you to James, who spent the night with Chet actually in Guildford. I was I was spending the night with Chet and Guilford, James. It was good. Enjoyable. It yeah. was good. good Were you up late? No felonies. No, we couldn't 
Early night, yeah. he went, I went, early night, I made a couple of calls. Bosh. I was up by half ten, eleven. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, please let us know in the description box what you thought about this. If you'd like to see more of Chet in future podcasts, yeah. take her out there. All girls, yeah? Thug Mansion is coming, baby. <laughs> <laughs> What's this series on Thug Mansion now? This series Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, let's go for Oh, yeah, group hug. Right. Okay. Be gentle with me. <sighs> oh. Yes, nice one, brother. Brilliant. Man. Excellent. Here at Boomer and Jen, we offer a wide range of organic or recycled clothing. We all know our planet is important. We only have this one. So it's vital that we all work together to slow down and reverse the changes to the environment. Whilst we all know that big industry are having a significant effect on pollution... Here at Boomer and Jen, we believe that if we all make small changes, we can do our part. Fast fashion causes detrimental effects to the planet. Not only is nearly 20% of global wastewater produced by the fast fashion industry, but there is a considerable amount of fast fashion ending up in landfill. So let's move away from fast fashion items that are only worn once or twice and start wearing extremely comfortable, durable and environmentally friendly clothing and ethical jewellery. Boomer and Jen was founded in a quiet town in Devon in 2018. It has now gone from strength to strength as the world is becoming more aware of the current climate situation, helping our customers to buy sustainable, quality clothing. All of our products are fair trade and registered with the Global Organic Textiles Standard Association. Check us out on organiccottonclothing.co.uk.